Football is back home, Amit. After a long absence, football's returned to its homeland. England are World Cup favorites. All is right with the world. You're just trying to gas up England. Trying to stir the pot. We talked about this last time we recorded. We were gonna Belgium and England were gonna have too much hype. And here you are just trying to perpetuate the narrative. Football's back. Just stay It's returned. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Look, it wasn't even Amazing what one tap-in from two yards can do in the 92nd minute against the Tunisia side that did not have a shot on target outside of a penalty. World Cup favorites, England. Look, I'm not saying it. All I'm saying is my guy, my guy puts on Skip Bayless mask. (laughs) (laughs) My Harry Kane scored two goals to lead his team. No, I... Your Harry Kane (laughs) stood two yards from the goal and was unmarked twice. Look, hey, Harry Kane gets it done. He scores when he wants. Long-time knowers of me will know that Harry Kane is one of my most frustrating players in football. I cannot stand him. It was very infuriating to see him score not once but twice. In peak Harry Kane fashion, a rebound pushed right to him. Yeah, you would have had to try to miss that one. And then, oh, the Tunisian defense just forgot about you. Apparently, he, like, faked out the goalkeepers. No, he did. He did. Whatever. He was standing two yards from the goal unmarked. I don't care. Defensive liability. I would just like to bring up, this is also the World Cup After Dark Yeah, this is World Cup After Dark. I'm Austin. That's a mitt. England. Sorry. Um, I would just like to to go back to the the one dude before the tournament who said that... uh, the Tottenham players were the problem in the squad because they didn't know how to win. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about that now, Amit? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, No, Harry Kane was great. Does Kyle Walker still count as a Tottenham player? He still does the same things that frustrated (laughs) me. So here's the things that Kyle Walker does, in case you're wondering. One, terrible at crossing. Not a good crosser. Thinks he can dribble. Can't. Cannot play out of pressure. Really fast. Still got that going for him. Rich man's DeAndre Yedlin, who says no? I mean, kind of. And then gives away a really silly penalty. Oh, yeah, he also very prone to any mental mistake. Like, was that a penalty? So, I I, I mean, I was definitely biased watching it. I was like, that's not a, a pen because I think I'm rooting for England a bit. But that's a penalty, like... He was looking right at it, and you know this ref, but he, was j- he just Will decided Mar. to call it. Yeah. I think 90% of the time, he's, that's not a penalty. Sure, but it's also not an intelligent challenge. No, no, no. You, you shouldn't be wrapping your hands around someone's head in the box. Yeah. I think 90% of the time, they, like there's a lot of striker or center back tussles in the box that usually go, just they're left there because that's what happens in the box. But this one was literally right in front of him, and he was like, you know what? Tunisia hasn't done anything this fast. Let's have him do something. Points to spot. Yeah, kind of get him in. Were you Um, impressed with England? It's hard to say. I'm, like, impressed with England in the exact opposite way. I'm unimpressed with France. Mm. They had the same result. They both needed a late winner. They both deserved to win, but a draw would not have been unfair. But for all the reasons I was unimpressed with France, I was impressed with England. I like the way they play. Sure. They're fun, they're attacking, they're electric. Their defense is good. It's just that 
Well, they made a mistake. Also, yeah. they, their defense hasn't wasn't tested. Yeah, Tunisia offered very yeah. little in this match, yeah. which was a bit disappointing because it felt like they maybe could have offered a bit more. Who's that? What's the guy? Twenty three for Tunisia, Sleety, I think. Yeah. That dude loves himself a hit. Yeah, he was anywhere within thirty. Have a hit, World Cup All Stars. Sleety's on it. Yeah, we might have to compile. We might have to compile that. He's definitely on it. Yeah. I was impressed. I I know it's probably my bias, especially because I know all these players like very well, and I like watching them. But they're fun. They run with the ball. They attack well. They combine well. I like that John Stones and Harry Maguire aren't afraid to play the ball out of the back. To for despite all of that, they were still frustrated by a Tunisia defense for large portions. Yeah, of this Tunisia match. had no business giving away that corner at the end. That was not a corner that should have been given away. There was no need to give that away, and, and they were made to pay for yeah. it. Look, they offered very little. Yeah. I thought the way England started the match, I thought yes. honestly it was going to be a romp. Yep. Give Tunisia credit for settling in, making things hard for England. I think if England plays like that, you know, there's potential for them to make or advance past the quarterfinals. Yeah. But the margins are fine. And all things considered, they got the job done and their favorites to get out of the group. It's a big, yeah. that goal was big yeah. for them. because yeah. And their psyche. The psyche and the feeling in the camp is big. Speaking of romps, oh man, the boys. For 45 minutes, you were dreaming. The boys might get something from this. Belgium didn't create all that much. The boys didn't do anything attacking, but, but they were hanging, they were moving. Just came out, start the second half. Belgium looked like they were still a step slow. And Dries Mertens just cracked one from the edge of the 18-yard box, bringing it down, and somehow uh, that was an absurd goal. And it then was, it kind of all went wrong. Yeah, Panama, they, they played their heart out. Yes. Yeah. their soul. Yeah, they did like, their best in the first half. There's nothing to be everything, ashamed of. Everything that they were trying to do was working. They were frustrating them. Uh, I think the thing that's frustrating for them is that they were down 1-0 and had a really good chance. Yep. And... Belgium's bold strategy of just don't play anybody in anything resembling a left back or a right back is intriguing. Belgium hasn't had an outside back for approximately 10 years. Um, they and played, Roberto Martinez just said, you know what, we don't need one. Yeah, they've played Vertonghen there. They've played, I don't know, who was playing left back for them? I don't know. Yeah. We're very good. We should we should learn that. But Mario was wide open. Was that who it was? Yeah. Yeah, and he actually had a really good first touch to bring that ball out of the air into the box. Uh, thought he just, just missed it. Just a touch, just missed yeah. It. Maybe and a touch heavy. Yeah, game game could have been completely different at 1-1, but then Kevin De Bruyne, really nice outside of the football. Yeah, I thought De Bruyne was, for the most part, poor in this match. Yeah. And then there was one moment of absolute brilliance. That's why that that's cross the, yeah. was ridiculous. Yes. And he caught the whole defense sleeping. Yes. Because no one expects you to hit the ball at the outside of your foot there. Yep. It was really clever. And then Lukaku just ran through he's a big wide man. open. Yeah, he's and he's fast. He's, he's bigger and faster than Roman Torres. So. Yeah. So. So he's going to win that race. <laughs> I thought Panama, they acquitted, they they acquitted yeah. themselves well. Yeah. They didn't disgrace themselves. No. And I think it was good for them that they got beat by such like a freak goal. It's not like they capitulated right. on themselves. And then they just kind of ran out of gas at the end. Yeah, which, which was ex- is to be it's expected. Panama. Belgium didn't answer all the questions, but they're feeling good. So It's like, weird because Belgium... I think it, the questions are kind of just postponed. Yeah, statistically, Belgium had probably one of the best performances of anybody in the first round of matches aside from Russia. Yeah. But if you watched that match, the first 45 minutes, you were left very underwhelmed by Belgium. They didn't create a lot of no. chances. I mean, they were they were obviously getting the ball in the right areas, putting pressure on Panama, but they weren't like getting high quality. You felt shots. like they should have been more successful than they were. 
Yeah, I think their their formation needs to be tweaked or something. I mean, in the formation, the way they approach the box needs to be a little tweaked because they have a lot of creative players, but they don't. Martinez kind of tries to shoehorn them all in. It's, yep. it's weird. Yeah, it, it, he's got a weird roster composition to deal with. I don't know. I I mean, no one's going to ask any questions, nor should they after winning three zero. But I think baby Belgium. It's going to be a while till we really know. Like, that, that's the thing. Tunisia's probably not going to challenge them, and you're staring at most likely England and Belgium each on six points in an important but not yeah. that important So, match. like, they'll play with each other, but no one, like, it's not do or die. Right, exactly. And especially because I don't think there's going to be that yeah. much of a difference yeah. between first and second yeah. in this group, given what's happened in Group 8. Yeah, I think also it's not like a make or break you need to get first to right. avoid a big matchup. Right. So... Good for, good for England and Belgium. I think they both took care of business. They looked good. Big news from this match, though. The Belgian boy, the Panamanian boys held out for the final 15 minutes, and they are two goals in front of Saudi Arabia in the race for 31st. That's big. It's, it's big for Panama. Saudi Arabia has got a chance tomorrow. They could really use Saudi Arabia shipping multiple goals to Uruguay tomorrow because Panama might ship multiple goals to has that, Does anyone else look that bad? No, those yeah, I think are, are pretty Panama, far and like, away the two Panama worst like teams. tried hard, but like they clearly they're just they, <laughs> the talent is not there. It's clear in any they form. Just, they could not like connect passes going forward. Yeah, which made it a little difficult. Blas Perez probably wasn't the right guy to play up top, but also how can you not play Blas Perez up top? Also, not starting Gabriel Tor- Gabriel Torres, I think, was a mistake. They really could have used his pace. Yeah. Maybe he could have asked questions of the Belgian backline. Look, I love Luis Tejada, but like that was also whatever whatever needed to be made. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Look, they got six players with over a hundred caps. What more do you want? Uh, Kyle Walker to get suspended due to a cheeky yellow card against Panama. Oh boy, Kyle Walker's gonna do something dumb against Panama. Deli Ali's gonna do something dumb. He was he was mostly under control. That's the thing. Panama needs to not concede early. Yeah. If they concede early, England will be fine. But if Panama can hold out for an extended period of time and just get under their skin, this is an England team that will absolutely get frustrated. I think the mental the mental thing is very like visible with England, like how much they need to feel together and believe in themselves. And when they don't, it's very clear they're like left short of ideas. So yeah. I think that that's you're right, you're spot on that. If England scores early, Panama is cooked. Yeah. But if Panama can kind of frustrate them. It's a lot of angry looks at each other, a lot of Harry Kane. There's some petulant players in there, is all we're saying. Yeah. Raheem Sterling, low-key petulant. He he played fine, but... You never know. You never know. Yeah. It should be intriguing television. The final game from yesterday, Sweden won South Korea nil. It happened. Yeah. It was a penalty given by VAR. VAR. I mean... Your dude's son didn't play very well. No, neither did Son's going to probably need to win the Asian games to yeah. avoid the military service. Yeah. And that's, that's the feeling I left with after yeah, I don't think he's... Does he, can he... If he gets third in the group, to, <laughs> does, does that, that get to, get to avoid service? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> South Korea did not look good. Sweden um, is fine. They're... They know how to manage their lack of talent. It's really frustrating to me that Sweden and South Korea are the other teams in Germany's group, because there is a group. They made a big mistake, and they get and they get away with it. Yeah, because I don't really have the confidence that either of these teams can really make them struggle. 
Which is a shame because it would be fun to watch Germany struggle. But like Sweden, great. South Korea. Yeah, I mean, at no. least Sweden is gonna have the confidence to be like, look, we just need a win. Yeah. Six points gets probably gets you through. Or a draw against Germany. Yeah. You never know what can happen. Sweden could have actually probably really used a second goal against South Korea because goal differential could come into consideration, but this was a fine match. Yeah. Good for them. They won. South Korea. If this was the match you chose to sleep through, it was a good one. Yeah. This would have been the best day to not wake up early at the World Cup. Joel Aguilar, the CONCACAF ref office, also was very poor. What country is he from? El Salvador, I believe. How did he get invited to this? Joel Aguilar is like the second best ref in CONCACAF. Yeah, is Geiger the first? Maybe. Cesar Turamos, the Mexican. Oh, no, he's probably first. Yeah. Salvadorian. Salvadorian. Mark Geiger, refing tomorrow, the Fox broadcast informed me. So all you American fans who are thinking about maybe not watching Portugal-Morocco, Mark Geiger's going to have the whistle. Look, so. Ronaldo and Geiger are going to have some good exchanges. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah. If you weren't going to watch, maybe that's motivation enough to watch. There's an American at the World Cup. There's an American at the World Cup. It's yeah. Mark Geiger. Jair Marufo, also in the VAR. Who's that? Another American rep. I don't know his name, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> last podcast, we broke down Spurs transfers circa 2013. CONCACAF referees, here you go. My general experience is that most CONCACAF referees are bad. They're not great, but they also, like, their main goal, like, their directive from CONCACAF is, like, don't let a brawl break sure. out in the jungle. Right. And I mean jungle not like, like, oh, it's a jungle out there. Like I mean, like, they're literally playing in, like, 100 degree heat, yeah. and it's, like, miserable conditions, yeah. and the players are all irate, and the pitch is garbage. <laughs> yeah. CONCACAF, baby. Yeah. All right, today though, today admit, this was a good World Cup. No, day. it was it was wacky. This it was, was a good after dark. Day. Yeah, this was a good World Cup day in the sense of none of the six teams that <coughs> played today are going to win the World Cup. Mm. None are probably going to get close to it. But I think there were three very entertaining matches today. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down the first two. We'll break down Group H, which is the after dark of World Cup groups. I think we can establish after today's events. Then we're going to circle around to everything that we've seen from match one from all the teams. And then we'll come back to the now good Russian team. Sound yeah. like a plan? Yeah. So if you want to hear about Russia, just, just skip. skip or hold on. I don't know. Just hold your horses. We should probably shouldn't be telling people to skip parts of the podcast. That feels like bad I don't think anyone is listening to this podcast like, ah, oh, they're not talking about Russia. <laughs> Better turn it off. Like... We'll get there. We'll yeah, get there yeah. if that's you. Yeah. Colombia, Japan, first World Cup red card, wow. and it comes three minutes into this match. Carlos Sanchez, I don't know that he had time to think about this. I think this was a reaction play. But admit, if he had time to think about it, he probably should have not stuck out his arm and just given away the goal, right? Yeah, it's just dumb to do that three minutes in a match. Again, because I even don't, if you go down, right, a conceded goal, you want all eleven players. Yes, that's what's frustrating. I don't think he had enough time yeah. to. Pr- I think it was just a reaction. Oh, I've got to keep this out. The net is empty, and if he had been able to think about it, I think that may have been what he came up with. But instead, Colombia, a man down, also with defensive liability one on one Juan Fernando Quintero in. Also, Ramadel Falcao, who gives you negative things defensively. Yeah, it's a bad lineup. I think I just rewatched. It was a, it I was just a, rewatched it just to kind of look at it, yeah. and I think you're right. Like his his main thought is like, I just gotta keep it out of the goal. Yeah. Whatever I have to do. He's not thinking about the red card double jeopardy scenario. Right. And it cost them. Colombia did well, I thought, to battle back in the first half. Quintero's free kick. 
My goodness, that was fun. It's cheeky. Just a fun little experience. Can't, can't jump the wall. Right under the wall. Goalkeeper diving to it, thinks that he's kept it out, but he just sneaks it over the line. Great. At that point, you're thinking, all right, Columbia, get out of here with a point. But they just didn't offer anything in the second half. Um, I mean, when you have 10, it's just tough. And they didn't have When you players, have 10 and also like negative defensive 10. liabilities at multiple positions. Yeah. They had one midfielder until they brought on Barrios midway through, uh, half an hour in, I should say. Uh, Baca was not the guy that should have come into this match yeah. at all. James was fine, I guess. Quintero can't play 90 minutes. He can't play 90 minutes when he's not tracking back defensively, and he also tracked back defensively at points in this match, which is not something he does. Um, and then Japan gets a set piece, and that's it's probably been, not a team that should World be set, Cup of set pieces. It has been. Alexei Lalo's Fox Punnett is pleased. He's it's a big set piece guy. I think it's it's a clear thing in international training. You don't have that much time to train and you want to spend as much as you can on set pieces because that's a way yep. to kind of game the system when it's really hard to score from open play. Sure. I thought Japan, well done, good job. You got lucky, but it's what you have to do in the World Cup. Yeah. And now Colombia has some work to do. I thought Japan did really well holding the ball in the second half. Columbia yeah, had Columbia very few options, very few chances in that second half. And then once they went a goal down again, that was kind of it for them. So, yeah, credit to Japan. They're on three points and then this group gets flipped even more. I think we kind of expected this group to be wide open. Yeah. But the two teams that were certainly not favored to win today both win today. Senegal 2-1 over Poland. Oh, boy, this match was from nowhere. Senegal so much fun. Yeah. They lived up to all the hype about how fun and attacking they are and their speed. And Poland was underwhelming. And I think, like, everyone was saying, what a shock upset. Okay, it's an upset. I don't think it's that big of an upset, but still a good result. But this game was nuts. This game and was nuts. Own goal. The own goal was just unfortunate. So many own goals at this yeah. World Cup. We're up to five now after the Russia game. Own goal, golden boot. And then the second Senegal goal. I think we both had agreement it's the goal of the tournament. Absolutely. Name a better World Cup goal that has ever happened than this. Yeah. So the ball's getting cleared back, and this dude is off the field. Yeah. He's not on the field. Not because he was injured, I think. Why did he have? No, he was. He was. He got treatment. Yeah, he got treatment. So he hung out on the side, and the refs like, "Yeah, come back." Yeah. Right at the moment that Poland's like, "Ah, let's just flip it back in the defensive end," and so they like half boot a ball backwards. It's in the middle of their defensive half, and then Wojciech Szczesny's like, "I better do a Manuel Neuer impression." <laughs> I see. Comes him. out I'll to get this, but the dude who got waved on. Also was on at the right time. And he's running on like a guy in hockey gets out of the penalty box yep. uh, uh, after the uh, the power play expires. And it all just converged for just a great scenario. And then there's a wide open goal. And just and like that, it's 2-0. Just the, the faces of the Poland defenders. They're just running back like, oh, high ball. I guess we'll just play it back to Who are you? Where'd you come and from? And then this dude's coming out of nowhere at full speed. So many things had to go wrong on yeah. this goal. Poland had to decidedly clear it in the air. Chesney had to come out. This dude had to get out at the exact wrong time. Also be aware of what is happening. Yeah, and be fast enough to go hunt this ball down. And then Chesney had to miss the ball. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild goal. It was a wild goal. It was a fun goal. Yeah. You like to watch that one again and again. Yeah. It was that's a, one that's going to make a, the highlights. It was incredible. Like, I feel for you, Poland, but like... Also, don't do that when your keeper misses and you play sure. a ball 40 yards in the air backwards. Sure. 
was anybody at like was the should the ref have been at fault for that? Yeah, I saw Taylor Twelman on Twitter say that you should only be allowed to put someone in when it's a stoppage, just so that something like that can never happen. And I think that's a good failsafe. To be fair though, it's also yeah. To be fair though, it's also like this has never happened before and probably won't happen again. I think maybe it's one of those things where you just have to let them on like a actual safe time. But it, that but time like, felt pretty safe. Poland had the ball in the attacking half. I don't the, know. It's and weird. Senegal had cleared it in the air. Right. And it was about to be cleared, and they waves him on. It's just weird. I think maybe you just have to, like, maybe you have to walk out <laughs> on the field. Like, you can't come out on a full sprint. <laughs> it was just weird. Yeah. Poland pulled one back. Maybe set up an exciting finish, and then it was not to be. So the two top teams in this group, Poland and Colombia, are on zero points. And you've got Japan and Senegal, each on three, and they play in the next round. Yeah. So Group H is getting topsy-turvy. Yeah, I, I like it. Should I, be fun. I think it's interesting. I think Colombia and Poland have their backs against the wall, and they have to play each other, and if a team loses that... You're, you're done. You're done. So you're done. It's fun. Uh, we've now seen everyone once, Amit. Yeah. Best team. This is so tough because I think the best teams are also the best teams, but none of the best teams have the right results. Yep. <clears throat> is the, what do you, what do you mean by best team? Best team. Answer it how you want to answer it. The best part is I don't have an answer for this question. Yeah, either. I still think Spain is the best team. Okay. I know they they gave up three goals, but they were in the flukiest way. Pot. Two of them were really fluky. One of, yeah, one of them wasn't fluky, but it was a bad penalty conceded. One of them was a terrible goalkeeping mistake, and the other was a Ronaldo wonder Pete moment. Ronaldo. Spain still scored three goals and looked incredible in possession. Okay. So you're and their striker Spain. problems looked solved. Okay. So you're sticking with Spain. Yeah. All right. Worst team? Saudi Arabia. Oh, man. Come boys. on. You give up five <laughs> to Russia. To Russia. <laughs> They're going to come out and play tomorrow against Uruguay. Uruguay needs this game. <laughs> yeah, Uruguay is. Going I mean, to like, score is there like is is the better question like what's the worst non Panama Saudi Arabia team? Because you know we you hear us rag on them a lot. Like, who would be the answer to that question? Might be Tunisia. Yeah, but even then they got ninety minutes and like. Yeah. Is it Egypt? Egypt has looked, but see, we're biased because yeah. we've seen Egypt twice. Like, yeah, that's so the thing. Like, you right, wouldn't so, say Egypt based on one yeah. game. Okay, so like. I, I want to answer this question. Nigeria were pretty poor. Costa Rica Nigeria were pretty were poor. poor. I'm going to go with Costa Rica because they they had a game there for the taking and they just played completely flat. Yeah. And then they needed a goal and they didn't even like come close to like really yeah. okay. going back for it. Biggest surprise. Oh, man. I don't think the Mexico-Germany result was that much of a surprise. That was the biggest. Okay. I'm going to go with Colombia to Japan. Yeah, we like, Japan came into this World Cup with a lot of questions. On the WFI man, preview yeah. pod, Japan was one of the teams that we expected to really be poor at this tournament. And I don't know that they played all that well today. They just got a fortunate turn of events. A defensive miscue by Colombia that led then to the red card. But yeah, I think that is one of the more surprising results, certainly. Yeah, I mean, you look at upsets, there hasn't been that many, right? There's Mexico, Germany. You have Iceland, Iceland, Argentina, Argentina as a draw. Yeah. Uh, Colombia, Japan, Poland, Senegal. Was there one? And then 
I don't think so. I think yeah, I think that, that feels it like it for your for your upset. So I'm going to go with Colombia. Okay. Biggest disappointment. I guess this is related to surprise. I think it's but. Germany. Yeah. Yeah, because. I mean, it, I just said it wasn't like a, that much of a surprise they lost, but they just. They looked like they lost the plot. Like, they didn't know how to play against Mexico. Yeah. Like, Argentina, they drew. Okay, they didn't lose. France. They, Arge- yeah. Like, Argentina had a vague sense of what they were yeah. doing. They yeah. They lo- yeah, well. they didn't go very well. And also, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. France, they won, so they maybe played disappointing. Yeah. Spain, okay, they probably disappointed to draw, but they're still fine. Yeah. And they scored three goals. And, like... What are the other good teams that underperformed? Biggest disappointment to me was Nigeria. I was really oh, underwhelmed. You were really excited. I was not. I was really excited about Nigeria. And then I, Africa not. as a whole outside of Senegal, very poor so far to start off this tournament. No results. No goals. Oh, no. Tunisia got the penalty. Tunisia got the penalty. Nigeria biggest disappointment. Yeah, Morocco was low-key disappointing because I yeah. think they were favored against Iran. And they played really, and they showed you something to start that match and then just didn't. Yeah, maybe that's that's another upset that yeah. we missed. Um, Morocco really should have won that game and they couldn't and they, Iran got them on a heartbreaking goal. Yeah. Uh, best after dark moment so far. Rafa Marquez not being able to drink the same water as his teammates because he's still under U.S. investigation and sanction is a pretty good one. Can't wear sponsors on the on the training kit. I enjoy that. Is that really? Yeah, yeah. Rafa Wait, Marquez what, what, has can a Can you point. explain the water situation? So apparently Mexico have a sponsor. So, like, they have sponsored water, and they oh. don't want Rafa Marquez seen with it. So he's just drinking out of a, an unmarked bottle. <laughs> um, I think the best after dark moment is the South Korean coach. Saying like, we think Westerners can't tell our faces apart, so we're gonna switch so we're up gonna the, switch numbers. the numbers. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, how'd that go for you, buddy? Sweden came out and said after I believe it was their manager said that the person scouting South Korea watched so many hours, whatever, and that they were able to tell them apart despite the numbers. So, what do you have it? Who are you most worried about? This is our final question before we get into Russia being good. Ooh, this is a good question. Despite Germany being disappointing, I'm not worried about them. Sweden doesn't scare you. South Korea doesn't no, scare you. No, they're still going to get to the to the quarterfinal fine. They could play Brazil in the round of 16. So. That would be bad. For me, it's Argentina. It's been yeah. Argentina. It will continue to be Argentina. I, this is so weird. I feel like I'm flip-flopping on myself because I just said the biggest disappointment was Germany. But just because I'm disappointed doesn't mean I'm worried. I'm worried about France. I don't know if they know how to play together. Yeah, they're playing the right system. France Peru is a really intriguing match to me because Peru showed that they can play. I think it's going to help France. It it might, it might, but Peru showed that they could play. Peru's going to take a big swing. It's now or never. This is their World Cup on the line against France. They won't be scared of France, and like you said, France looked very disjointed. I'm most worried about them because I don't know if they know how to just play cohesively. They have the right style. Yeah, but the Giroud injury helped them. Mm. I think get closer to what they need to be. I don't know. Okay. It's still Argentina for me. It's been Argentina. It's going to continue to be Argentina. I think Croatia are going to beat Argentina, and then things will get very fun. Sampaoli is now overreacting and is just going to make a bunch of changes that I don't know will help his team. Some may help. Some are just window dressing. I don't know. I bet I'm all... You know me. My chips are all in on Argentina disappointing at this World Cup. Yeah. So, we'll see. Argentina-Croatia, that's Thursday, is an exciting one. 
All right, so we've seen everybody once. We also got our first match of round two at the World Cup. Are Russia the World Cup favorites? And if not, why not? If not, because they're not that good. But if they are, it's because it's the host nation. And y'all heard me on this preview podcast talking about my Group A conspiracies. Russia got their two easy games out of the way. Offense looks, offense looks electric. Juba. What the heck was that third goal from him? He was he That was skillful. He took it down out of he the air. He should not be that good. He's like 6'5". Yes. Took it down out of the air like a ballerina. Yeah. Did he meg the dude? Uh, he did not meg him. Yeah. He went right around him. Right and around him, him beat him, and then near post. Yeah. Just Very. a beauty. Russia looks like a team that knows how to play exactly their best they game. They absolutely look like a team that this draw could break just right for them, and that's a quarterfinalist or a semifinalist. Yeah, they have to be hoping their hearts out that Iran finds a way to that pit. They can win that group on goal differential against Uruguay. Yeah. And then that Iran can pit Portugal or Spain to second place. You play then, Iran in the round of 16, then it opens up for you. Yeah. Russia-Portugal would also intrigue me. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, their attack is very potent. Cherisev is very good. Yeah. Golovin is very good, and... I also like that they have multiple options to throw you up top. And the thing that's impressed me is, you know, one thing for Russia, you know, we, we don't know how good they are, but we exi- we definitely don't know how good their defense is. We have no idea how good their defense will yes. play against a good team. But when they don't have the ball, they play in the right positions to win it in dangerous spots and go forward. Like, they, they have the right defensive system in place. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to work against actually capable teams playing out of the back. Right. Mo Salah did not look very good today. He looked fine, but I think that something they said on air, which I agreed with, is the sharpness just wasn't there. Yep. And he also didn't really have a lot of options. Yeah, it's it, fr- it was frustrating. Disappointing at this World Cup. I think a lot was expected of yeah, them. And they some were, out of their control, but some in their control. Yeah, and some I think they were control. a few minutes away from getting a result in that first game, and everything is a different picture. Yep. Instead, disappointing... Two point, two games, zero points, they're done. Vladimir Putin apparently did not watch this game for Russia. He was too busy negotiating with some president from somewhere. you got to think he'll be there for game three, though. Of course he will. Yeah. Conciliatory handshake, so at the ready. It was great that their manager got a call in the press conference after game one. They had to stop the press conference. Oh, it's, it's Putin. Nice. Russia's been really good, and the yeah. World Cup is significantly more fun when the host nation yeah. is fun and when the host nation is engaged. And so, for as long as Russia can play like this, this is going to be a fun World Cup. I've been very—I think I said this on the last podcast. I'll say it again. I've been very, very impressed with the atmospheres of this World Cup. Yeah, very, very impressed. The the, the fans have been good. Yes, Poland today packed that stadium out. Obviously very disappointing in the result for them. They had a great atmosphere. Russia, Egypt had a very surprisingly good atmosphere. Uh, It's been a very fun World Cup so far. I cannot... England England was good. Yeah. A lot of Tunisians there apparently. I mean, obviously. Mexico, Colombia today, as expected. Um, Can you think back on a match that you wish you didn't watch? Like, it's Sweden, right? Like, that was the worst match that's happened. And even that was... Uh, Nigeria or Croatia was, was not was great rough, either. So it was rough. But so far, through one round of matches, you only had two duds. Have not had a nil-nil. Yeah. They can take it. It's been good. The The football has been good. Maybe if it hasn't always been good, the drama has always right. been good. Um, 
It's it's been entertaining. It's been an entertaining World Cup so far. Are you licking your lips at a couple of dead rubber potentials? I'm not. Egypt, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, baby. Gotta be a dead rubber unless the Saudis get something against Uruguay. I'm really not gonna not gonna watch that match. Why would you not watch that match? Dead rubbers are the best part about World Cups. Funky things happen in dead rubbers. No one wants to be there. <laughs> Egypt's 45-year-old goalkeeper is absolutely going to start that dead rubber for them. Funky yeah. things can happen, man. I'm more excited about the Panama dead rubber. Panama-Tunisia dead rubber will be fun. That's looking pretty likely at this point. Got to get Blas Perez's goal. Blas Perez's goal. Those dead rubbers are going to be huge for the race for 31st. That's true, I say. true. Those also look like the only dead rubbers we'll get, so you only got to sit there. Two yeah, exactly. Well, Second screen them. Second screen them. Doesn't have to be on the first screen, but you know I'll be watching. Yeah, I like meaningless football. It's fun. All right, you got anything else? What's coming up next? Tomorrow is rest of Group A and Group B. Yeah, Uruguay, Saudi Arabia, Group B. How about this? What match are you most looking forward to in round two? Right. Non-England Panama division, because let obviously me, that's me, the answer. Let me pull up the schedule real quick so I can give you. I will give you my answer. Okay. Um, I put myself on the spot here because I asked a question yeah. that, that neither of us were ready to answer, which is live podcasting, man. It happens. I think Colombia Poland is really intriguing. I Do think or die. Two teams. Yeah, like you said, if there's a loser in that match, it's probably done. They are most likely done. Oh, I've, I've got my answer. England-Panama is obviously the correct answer. Well, but yes, because I love England. And I love Panama. You love Panama. I mean, I also love Panama, but I'm going to be rooting for England. It was very fun to... I was watching with my girlfriend, and she was very confused by all my Spurs cheers. Because the whole team is Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only three players, but... It it's was, like the three key players, though. Yeah. And they subbed on Eric Dyer, too. Yeah. Also, Kyle Walker just feels like he still plays for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's Argentina-Croatia. Ooh, Because yeah. Argentina has a lot to prove... We get to find out if Croatia is actually good or just, like, what they are middling. Yep. And Argentina has it all on the table. Yeah. So, I think that... And they're... In theory, they're both two good teams. So... Right. I think that game will be the highlight. France-Peru, another underratedly exciting one for me as well. That... Those are all Thursday. I think Thursday is going to be a really fun day. Yeah. Denmark-Australia. And Argentina-Croatia, both on Thursday. Yeah. And also, I'm excited to see if Brazil can get back in their group. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. But yeah. that doesn't make my first tier. Yeah. Uh, Portugal-Morocco, I think, could be intriguing. Because I think Morocco are better than they showed. And I don't think Portugal are as good as that result says they are. I'm going to die on that hill. I pushed in all my chips on Argentina. I'll push in all my chips on Portugal. All right. Well, it should be a fun round, too. Yeah. We'll be back Thursday, maybe. We will not be back Friday. Maybe we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll be back Thursday. We'll be back in a couple days. Yeah. You'll know. We'll You'll be know. back. We'll send out the signal. Do we have an After Dark bat signal? We should buy one of those. That's expensive. Yeah, but what if we had one, though? Wouldn't that be so cool? Who would see it? Us. It's for us. We'd have a little bat signal. It'd just Why be like, a bat? Amit, look, I just text you, like, Amit, look outside. It doesn't have to be a bat. Instead okay. of a bat, it'd just be a light that shines up in the sky, and you'd be like, oh. Time to record World Cup After Dark. I could I could use it. I don't yeah. have to check my phone. Right, you don't have to check your... I mean, well, you have to check your phone to know to look outside. Or you just yeah, keep see, that's outside. so that's so <laughs> that defeats the point. But we have a signal that signifies when we're recording our podcast. We could turn it on. Should we get pagers? <laughs> yeah, man, why not? <laughs> I like pagers more. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. We'll, yeah. we'll work on it. Yeah. I think we should get one. Okay. I think we're going to get one. 
Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. This has been the World Cup After Dark Podcast. Follow the World Football Index on social media for all the latest from us. Follow each of us. I'm at Austin underscore James. He's at Amit K. Malik for all of our ramblings about the World Cup. Harry Kane is probably going to score two more goals from a combined two more yards, and I'll be mad about it. So there you go. Uh, that's all from us. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.